So yeah, we're trying to land this plane today. Or we're trying to land this spaceship today. Mm -hmm. See if we can make this the final session. So yeah, we'll start with these um, retcons. Mm -hmm. um, I've listened to the last session a few times, and yeah, I forgot to point out something very important about in the identifier codes, the HM or the HF, meaning human male or human female, um, the obvious answer slipped my mind. There are only humans. There are no aliens. So um, Hewlett would have said, why would they specify that your human um, doulos doesn't hire dogs or ET or anything like that? So that would have been his objection to that being male or female. Mm -hmm. Also, this clarification about the way things are supposed to work with the memory wipe. Hewlett would have explained that, okay, because I hear a lot of the things that you guys are saying about Dulos, we keep forgetting the obvious thing, that the way it's supposed to work is you're supposed to work, wake up after the memory wipe in a special facility until your memory functions stabilize. You are supposed to wake up to a video every day that explains everything to you, and the video is you explaining it to yourself. Now, see how that would have made a huge difference, and how it makes a huge difference for 99% of the Dulos people. Since Dulos is getting sloppier, there have been instances where people are being sent up prematurely and therefore feel the way that all of you do. Uh, Hewlett said he guesses they figure it doesn't matter what you think or suspect because the brain water and behavior module will take care of all of that. Um, and then, of course, you guys, you know, lost your captain. Um, usually the captain reigns these sorts of things in um, because all it takes is one malcontent. And the discontent becomes suspicion, which spoken aloud becomes discord, which becomes sedition, and then mutiny. So that's basically how it's happened with you guys. Um, and then I made another note here. Uh, yeah, when they wake up in a facility every day, when they get memory wiped to a video that explains their situation, it is a video of themselves. You see yourself speak the name they cho that you chose for your new life and an explanation of what is going on, but you're not allowed to say why. You just read from a screen into a camera. So something like, because of the unbearable or unendurable or whatever circumstances in my personal life, I consent to have my identity and my memories erased and choose of my own free will to be known as Bardet, Hira, whatever an employee of the Dulos Corporation contracted to the company until retirement or death. So one day, usually after 10 to 12 days, memory functions stabilize. It isn't gradual. You just suddenly wake up and you remember the video from yesterday. The standard operating procedure is to keep you one more day and send you out the next morning. For whatever reason, you were rele released a day earlier, I guess two days early. And this leads to the kind of catastrophes that your assignment has turned out to be. Dulos headquarters has been rushing batches out in the last year, and they either forgot why the rule exists or someone decided it didn't matter. The crews will just have to get over it and the brainwater should take care of that, but somebody forgot to carry a one or something. Hewlett knows of four cases in the last year, but this one was by far the worst, not having a captain to contain it. So, I don't have the list in front of me, you guys do. Oh, well, recap, real video, you guys all watch the real video, right? Okay, um, we'll hold off on discussing that video. What's next? The DFT-7118 has jumped 
four four eight oh three. Yes, so we have not been using the coordinate system, but um, there are little numbers. There is a coordinate system. I've written in red right there, 4803. That's where you guys are going to be um, dropping out of jump when you drop. Hewlett is tied up and gagged, and his conch cuff has been removed from his ear. Everybody remember all that, I assume? Um, mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Hewlett had to unlock contact nav helm sensors, but ship systems is still locked. Does that agree with what everybody remembers that yeah. he did in the emergency have to unlock a couple of stations? But yeah, we did not see him unlock ship systems. Mm -hmm. Is there more? The ship isn't expected at Malleus for another week. Right, yeah, that makes sense, right? You guys have jumped. Uh -huh. Even once you drop out of jump, they still won't be expecting you for another week. Okay, um, Vril video. Anybody got anything to say or ask about the Vril video? I think that, um, that the conversation between Vril and Kralix happened, maybe not exactly the same, but I think they still had one in real. That no matter how we saw it happen, Vril and Kralix are in league with one another, it seems. That's yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. That he was up to no good the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to telegraph it from the very beginning that he was going to be trouble, and maybe he didn't pick up on it, but I like to think once you see it all in a row, it's like, well, yep, there it was the whole time. We should have. Um, the, I mean, the other thing that was very clear is that he Vril was messing with the communication between the ship and our Comcops. Yeah, he was all in your system. Anything else about Vril? Or about the Vril video? Or anything else we need to uh, cover before we begin the story? We all recapped up and everything? All right, so that leads to the big question. Are we ready for story time? Yes. All right. <clears throat> I want everybody to open up Hangouts. All righty. So, three weeks ago, three weeks ago, Hewlett sat at a computer terminal watching the time. He's nervous, tense. The other two always find conveniently something to do when it's time for the report call. But... He is the supervisor, after all, and he's already on thin ice, and now he's got loads of new bad news to report. This isn't his fault. The company sent them out prematurely. Their captain was killed. Then they had the engine troubles. What could we possibly do? At 240 beats, the call comes in. Words appear on Hewlett's screen. Connection initiated. Monospace. All capitals. Hewlett licks his lips and swallows. A single word. Report. Um, well, uh, the situation is worse. Um, Brendel's locked down with a virus, so they couldn't dock. They, um, well, they, they ended up taking a wave job. Uh, a passenger. 
um, and uh, they left the system. Destination. Uh, uh, well, of course, I, I can't know for sure, but um, they they exited the system toward uh, towards Tukimi. Hello. <laughs> I'm still here. Are you still there? Upon arrival of DFT-7118, assume interim captain position. Proceed to Nellius for crew reassignment. Uh, wait, what, what me? Captain? I, I don't know how to do that. And You know, Captain Dith is already on Brindle, awaiting their arrival, ready to take over, so... Um, and my ship, they're going to continue on their assignment without me. Will I be... Transferred back to my ship after I'm done at Nellius? Or, or am I being reassigned to? Uh, hello? Connection terminated. He's left looking at the few words on the screen, and he says into the silence, I, I just really don't think this is a good idea. And now those words, I really just don't think this is a good idea, are running through his mind as he tries to breathe around the gag in his mouth. He really wants to go blow his nose. I mean, of all the things going on right now, the crew mutinied, he's tied up and gagged, and that's on top of the problems he already has. And he can manage to think about blowing his nose. <clears throat> um, now, surely you guys would not have left him tied up all week. Um, in <laughs> fact, uh, as I was thinking to the possibilities, I was thinking surely Bosk would volunteer to guard him around the clock. Um, or would it just be easier to lock or guard all the systems and or terminals? Um, I'll give it to you that restraints can be found in the lockers down below. Um, and I would think surely everyone being armed is a safer way to fly when you got a guy like this on board. Um, I also want to point out that there has been plenty of discussing and arguing of the philosophy of all of this. Um, but I don't think it'll be fun to sit here and role-play the hours and hours of debate that especially the two of you had. So we are just going to say that, yes, during this jump week, there has been lots of arguing. Hewlett says that comfort and safety are everything that staying with Dulos is the only safe option that he has, that it is a big, scary universe out there, and you guys have even experienced it with pirates and whatnot. So um, engine troubles that crash land you on an on a uncontacted world, the way Hewlett sees it, this is the best life available in such a cold, indifferent universe. Now, what is Vril's reaction to the cold, indifferent universe? Seems like he's decided if there is no one to answer to, why not just take what I want, you know? That's not Hewlett's response to it. Hewlett's response is, hey, I got a safe place to hide. Now, you have a lot of arguments about, but is that life? Is that living? 
Um, and you guys, again, especially you two, have gone back and forth and back and forth all week, okay? Um, but no, you did not untie him right away. And having him restrained even a short time made it clear of just how much of a weenie he is. It doesn't take much threatening <laughs> to get him to talk. But it's also certain that he doesn't know all the secrets of Dulos. Okay, so... So, what have you just learned about Hewlett with this flashback scene? There's something really obvious that nobody has said out loud yet. The, uh, they told him to assume the interim captain position, and what was his response? He didn't feel qualified. So he's not a captain. Mm -hmm. So what is he? He could be a handler. Yes, you've gotten at him over, over the last week. Yes, he's your handler. He's one of the handler crew. He's been watching you the entire time. Everything that has happened in the last 19 sessions, Hewlett has been watching you the entire time. Now, he explained to you how he got here, how he landed this job, and that's the flashback scene that we saw, okay? You've got your handler right here tied up and gagged in front of you. <laughs> has he heard our plans for what we plan on doing? Hmm, would you keep it from him? Or would well, you if he just like, wants to, you know, go back to his, if we if we let him take the Dulo ship to get back to wherever, he's gonna know our plans. Yeah, but as as long as we can, he could be valuable though. If we keep him, we could like. For for what? As long as we're able to jump, before he can be in communication, we could just keep him until the ship is fixed. By the way, what was unusual about that communication? No one was talking to him. He speaks and he gets all his replies by text. Mm -hmm. Why would that be? And have you ever seen that before? No. Yes. Oh. At the secret base on Kavma. They sent you text messages telling you where to land and that sort of thing, um, but they did not. Right, and does anybody remember why? Oh, because they're like the silent type people. They, they don't talk. They also speak in a different language. Yeah, yeah so that's probably why you were getting the text is because, you know, they sent it through a translator or something. Oh. Well, yes, you can jump up here. Um, might that be the reason why text was coming in to um, Hewlett? I don't know. But um, where would Hewlett have to be to be having a real-time conversation with Dulos headquarters? Well, it could be they're like faster than fast mm. communication network. And then didn't they... Weren't like some parts of Dulos controlled by computers? Well, there's a rumor that they're not controlled by humans, and mm -hmm. so. But yes, that's uh, very unusual communication. 
Um, and yes, it certainly reveals that not only is he your handler, but he has been the whole time. So, <clears throat> but yes, um, he's also um, not really a threat, except for that power that he has. He could be the. He could be a assistant janitor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I only know. We could give him the option of if he wants to come with us or stay with the duo show. We'll even gag you and tie you up so that way they just think that we abandoned you. <laughs> so yes, we are just recapping the week before we drop out of jump at the end of the, the first jump. We need to decide how you guys handled Hewlett and what kind of questions you had for him once you found out that he is your handler. So if we're off the ship, do the com cuffs, can we be disabled via com cuff? Mm. Yeah. Maybe if we um, take his com cuff with us. Well, but like, if let's say we get on Ming's ship. Will the com cuff have any effect on us? Well, every time that we were disabled or whatever, we were on the ship, so I would think it would have to be with the ship. Well, and Vril was doing everything in between the ship and our com cuff, and the ship broadcast com cuff feeds. Mm-hmm. Maybe just in case we should blow up the ship. <laughs> so, I wonder... Can we get Hewlett to unlock the remaining station ship sensors or ship oh, yeah. systems? Yeah, you 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 didn't even have to threaten him much. I think you made a scary face and oh okay, okay, I'll do it. Um but you would have had to have tied him up to mm-hmm. I mean untied him to uh mm-hmm. and I wonder if we can start working on trying to figure out if we can disable this communication. Also, we should um, try to figure out how to, like, put the Mink Mecha chip into the other ship. So that would be another one thing we could do. The other thing is I, like, had my secret feed, or the feed that I found. I probably could just disable it. To what end? Well, if it's, if that feed is being sent out... Um, and that feed is like us moving around the ship and listening to what we have. What if I just unplugged it? Okay, there were multiple feeds that were running into the black box. Mm-hmm. Um, it would occur to you that, wait a minute, everything we're doing and saying is being recorded to the black box. Mm-hmm. So, um... Let's try the black box. The, yes, um... You could try to destroy the black box or you could try unplugging all the leads to it. What do you want to do? Let's do both. How about we throw the black box into space? How do we... But what if they... I guess it'd be hard to pick up. Does it have a power source? The black box is obviously not just a little box that's sitting there. It's an entire... I mean, there's no way you're going to remove just the black box, probably. Um, As far as power source, I'm sure it's one of these cables. Um, I want you to give me a roll with the skills that would apply to um, disabling the um, black box feeds. Engineering? Sure. Intelligence? All right. Okay, hold on. 
Yeah, then I succeed. It's an 11. Okay. Um, 11, yeah, that's quite a success. Okay, there are only a couple of cables that you were not able to remove. And I thought I'm even going to do anything with this, but I'm thinking of the original description that I gave of the feeds into the black box, and I don't think you'd be able to pull all of them. But the ones that you pulled, you know what they do. You, you, they're now no, there's no information showing up on the little monitor thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, we can assume that it is not being recorded. Um, give me another one of those rolls. Stand by, boss. Engineering plus intelligence, that's uh, 14. Okay. Um, So you can say definitively that you are unable to find... I mean, you'd have to track all those cables. They're obviously... Okay, these cables are terminating at the black box, which means they're being broadcast somewhere else in the path. Mm -hmm. And that, you know you can't find. So you're unable, so far as you know, to cut off the feed that's broadcasting from the ship. Um, but, again, it's not being recorded. So what exactly are they, would somebody be receiving? And where does the stuff get broadcast to? Who's monitoring that feed? The handlines, assumably. And what did Hewlett say about his ship? It went someplace else. Yeah, they're going to go out on their assignment. So it could be there's not a handler nearby to be listening to this. In fact, in fact, who pressed Hewlett for this information? Who said, tell us, is there a handler ship nearby or not? Who did that? Me. All right, what role do you think would apply? Uh, do and I could do weapons and strength because then he'd be scared. Yeah, she called it first. I think her has like persuasion or something, don't you? Nah, I made the same mistake in the last session and Vlad said she has that in Traveler, but that's it. Oh. I have Streetwise. We have Marker. Maybe we'll say that can give you an indication of if he's lying or not. Because yeah, I don't really have any I mean, I've got pistols. Yeah, roll streetwise. <clears throat> Should I take an engineering? Oh, yeah, sure. Ten. Two of them. Ten! Yeah, he says there is no handler ship nearby. He is here instead of handling a ship, having a handler ship nearby, and you believe him. Okay. How would Dula, if we... Time to turn the page. If you got a quick question, get it in there, that's fine. So, how how do handler ships track cruise ships? How do handler ships... Oh, there it is. Um, I mean, he could tell you what the buttons and screens look like, but he can't describe the technology. Now, you in the alternate universe got a glimpse into a handler ship with the huge console that had multiple feeds and showing bio signs and all of that. Um, 
So I guess to answer the question, how do you track us from your handlership would be from our handlership. He okay. wouldn't be able to give you the specifics. Okay. But follow-up questions are fine. How well does a hand, how do handler ships track Dulos Corp people when they're not near their ships? Or can they? And what is the range? Yeah, my answer is going to be they can't, but I'm thinking back through the story and trying to ask, you're trying to think, does that break canon anywhere? Because if it does, we can't do it. But if we use the Dulos credit card. <laughs> True. I will give you a 99% certain that no, they can't track the comm cups when you're away from the ship. We okay. could sell the Dulos credit card. Ooh. Interesting thought. So but it's a thought we will hold for after the bio break. Alright, I'm starting this timer. Alright. So, um, where were we? You're asking you know, questions, how, and I think we answered them. And... So I think, well, the only thing I think can think of is what can we start doing to prepare to leave the ship? Like, should we get the supply of brain water, figure out where it is? All right, well then stand by. Perhaps we need to just go ahead and drop out a jump and enter the second jump week. So I need first the definitive answer on how you're handling your handler, how you're handling the Hewlett. I think we should just take him with us. No, I mean, obvious. Uh, uh, you're not going to leave him tied up there for a week. Um, you've got his calm cuff. Um, did anybody look at his calm cuff at all? I mean, it's the first mm -hmm. time you've had one in your hand. Who would be trying to grab it and have a look at it? I assume I one of you. Probably. Oh, yeah, maybe because you got the science. But All right, maybe give me, we, give we, me could, we could partner on it. All right, what's your engineering? With intelligence or just engineering? No, what's your engineering modifier? Plus three. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> then, yeah, here's one. Give him your other three. Your, uh, give him your two. Roll them all together and pick the two best ones for the best success possible. Ooh, wow. Four and four is eight, though. And what's your science modifier? One, so nine. Give me my die back. So, okay, he took it to his lab and put it on the bench and did an analysis or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, you can read, yes, that there's data traffic like there are on your comm cuffs but and I'm just gonna rush through this it's different and you conclude that this is a handler comm cuff that it's a slightly different model than the normal comm cuff which leads leads you to conclude anyway that if Hewlett don't have his comm cuff on he's powerless and that's probably why he's acting like a weenie because now he's scared because he's got no control over you guys whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So there's what is concluded about the comm cuff. His comm cuff. Okay. Well, we can let him walk around probably then. I mean, I think we should keep him under observation, not let him like go to the bridge. Where does he sleep? I don't know. I was thinking maybe... Maybe put in the captain's quarters. That's where he's currently sleeping. You yeah. think he had a... I thought Pox was in there. Not since Hewlett came on board. 
Poxo has been we could booted out. We could stuff him in the locker. Do we have another? We should take the computer out. Well, we need to give him some place where he doesn't have access to technology. We could put him in the, the we could keep him in the cargo bay with all the other doors locked. Okay. Galley lounge also. Now, one of my original, I think the door to that one is damaged too. You'd have to look at the ship page. Um, the fresher. Keep him in the airlock. In the bottom airlock. It doesn't have lockers. He's got to live in there for a week. <laughs> yeah, we'd, have to, we'd have to take him to the bathroom. And stuff. <laughs> Which is why I had thought maybe Bosk would want to just handcuff himself to Hewlett or, you know, be always guarding him or whatever. That's what I was thinking. So. Okay. Maybe sleep in the bunk where you can see him and you're the type that sleeps with one eye open. <laughs> um, is everybody going to be armed while he is on the ship? Yeah, I think mm -hmm. just in case. All right, then uh, everybody um, needs to update their um, their. You can just type in a new entry, auto pistol or whatever you want to be carrying. I'll just um, have my stun stick. Stun stick that works too. I'll do both. Okay. Whatever makes you feel safe, either drag it from the other list and add it to your inventory, or just type it into your inventory. Um, if Hewlett is able to walk around freely, then his attitude is certainly, I mean, he's not happy about it. Um, okay, Hewlett's attitude during jump week. He's compliant. He may not know what his next assignment will be, but he wants to live to find out. So he's certainly not going to make you guys angry, but he's more worried than anything about facing the music at Dulo's headquarters, which he knows sooner or later he will. Let's see. So, unless somebody has a reason why we shouldn't, we are going to drop out of jump now. Well, everybody, I seem to have lost the sound effect for dropping out of jump, so I guess we're just going to have to use our imaginations then. But yes, since I can't find it, bing, poof, it happened. You have dropped out of jump. You are now at 4803, or whatever that says over there. Mm -hmm. um, you are now one jump away from, well, actually, you're one jump away from Brindle. You're one jump away from Rebutes. You are one jump away from Pavma. You're one jump away from Dalla, Zub. Um, but, uh, your original plan was to head on to Brindle to try to recover the Firefly. Um, now that you are dropped out of jump, and we've got the 10-hour waiting period, um, is there anything to discuss here? Or shall we just, uh, time compress and get on into the next jump? Um... I was hoping to make Poxo more useful. Yes, uh, I actually had some notes um, about that. That it has now been three weeks that you've been working with him. After three weeks, Poxo can now name many common items on the ship, like he did with Cup. Um, he is now doing most of the janitorial housekeeping and that sort of thing. 
Um, at the yeah, at this point, he's going to make somebody someday a great little wife. Um, he has learned nothing about the weapons because he still refuses to even touch them. He has also caught on to many use, uh, often used phrases like "go get such and such" or "where is such and such." As long as he knows the word for what you want, everything's fine. If he doesn't, it's useless to describe it to him because he won't recognize any of the adjectives. So. If you say, go get my jumpsuit, he doesn't know that word. You know, green, he doesn't know what green is. Clothes, he doesn't know what clothes <laughs> is. So he either knows what you're talking about or he doesn't. He doesn't have adjectives and stuff like that. Oh, by the way, as far as everybody's hippie clothes, Poxo would have collected up everybody's hippie clothes that was willing to give them up. Because um, he's like stuck without clothes, and now Hewlett won't let him wear Jax's jumpsuits anymore. So he's going around in whatever hippie clothes are left over. Um, okay, so I still have not found this is just crazy. Still have not found the um, jump sounds. Mm -hmm. um, but are we ready to um, proceed on into the second jump week where we will take care of some other stuff? Yeah. Um, um, nobody wants to change their plan or anything no. like that. Um, the skills that we did for the oh, jump. Oh, right, the skills, yes. Um, everybody tell me about their skills, then. All right, well, we'll have to do without sound for the moment and get it at the next bio break. That's crazy. And, yes, we heard the sound, the yeah. connection sound, so what the heck. All right, so you guys were talking about some things you'd want to do during jump week. No, I just said the disconnection. Yeah. I want to you know, strip whatever I can do to strip things that we'll need from the ship without totally disabling the function of the ship until we get there. Okay. So do take we know what kind of supplies are on the Firefly ship? No, nope, you don't want nothing. Somebody so, thought to ask me. Mm -hmm. No. So all the food, all the salad, and anything that we're not using for tools. All right. Stuff like that. Medical supplies. <clears throat> well, let's first think about the how you would get the food and the brain water. I actually did not think about this ahead of time, so it's kind of annoying. Um, yeah, the brain water is going to be a huge tank mm -hmm. that you find... Uh, I guess with Hewlett's help, you would have been able to locate it. I can't point to on a map where it would be, but yeah, we're talking a tank. We're talking a tank that could be the size of this room. I don't know. I mean, it's not like something you're going to be able to pick up and take with you to the Firefly ship, but... Is it something that we could get the cargo bay full of this stuff, and then we would have to depressurize it and then like go to the cargo bay on the Firefly? Hmm. So the cargo bay is going to be flooded with rainwater? No. No, no they take the, remove the tank and get it out is what you're saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, I saw, um, when I was driving home from work the other day, I saw a business, um, this 1933 brewery or whatever it is down here, They've been purchased by somebody else who's going to take over the building. And they were moving out. I don't know. It may have been like a massive cooking apparatus or something. Mm -hmm. They obviously couldn't get it through the door because they had a crane. They were lifting it through the roof. Mm -hmm. I would think perhaps the brainwater tank works the same way. 
that perhaps it's removed from the outside of the ship. It's something that they like bring up with a reach truck and install it, and then on the inside they connect the tubes and everything. So I'm thinking that between you and Hewlett, you have... It is obvious that you can just hit a release and it will free drift from the ship once you get there. And then, yes, you could haul it into the Firefly. Now, as for the food, no. We just order lots of the bags and take them with us. Well, I'll let you have access to the uh, the big machine that sends out the food. But obviously, we're talking a lot of mass, a lot of... Um, and, yeah, they already unloaded your load at Brindle, so... I don't know, you might have a big empty crate or two. Somebody give me a 1d6. Hang anyway. Three? Alright, you found three large crates. Now, are you going to be able to live for months? No, but you've probably got... Somebody else give me one day six. Five. Five. You have five weeks worth of food the way you've got it figured. So somebody put that in the shared user notes that um, it looks like you'll be able to take about five weeks of food with you. I, could we um, just fly back and forth with like two bags, two like bags in, of food with us and throw them into the ship, fire farm? Ah, that's going to take a long time. You were the one who was pointing out that uh, it was a couple of sessions ago that you said if you guys go try to steal the Firefly ship, you're going to be surrounded by Dulos ships. Um, and so you'd have to get out of there in a real big hurry. Um, I would think Bosk would still feel the same way about it. But having the three large crates and you figure it's uh, about five weeks worth of food, that's not hopeless. I think during this week we should start putting that, putting it in the crates. Yeah, we should get everything close, you know, all packed up by the airlock so that we can just go quickly. Yeah, yeah. And that's like our vac suits, guns, anything that's not bolted down that we can't unbolt. We should take lab equipment and engineering equipment also. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, Some of the lab equipment, though, I would think we'd want to have uh, Baronics be working on the Cyrilidin problem, and maybe the rest of us are trying to get everything ready. All right, so, um, again, I want to land this plane today. Um, we will shortcut some things. As far as the research on the Cyalidin, um you feel like you may be able to synthesize something in the future, but it's going to take a long time of experimenting and going to want some other materials to work with. Because right now, it's not like he has the organic compounds that he's going to combine to try to, etc., etc. Everybody agree? How much, how much brain water do we have? We're going to have to leave that indefinite right now. I don't know how to come up with a number of any kind. Okay. Um, you'll have however much is on the ship. Um, and the ship would have been supplied up for a three-month tour. And you guys, you know, I forgot to come up with that number, but I think you guys are around day 60 tops. So you should at least have another month's worth of supplies. No doubt. So we'll, take you, we'll say you took all the rest of the food and the water tank 
uh, the rainwater tank. Because, yeah, if you guys only had like a month to go anyway, then there would surely only be enough supplies for a month. Mm -hmm. We should also um, take with us the reach truck and the mule the trailer. That's going to be difficult to get a, well, we just, we just drive it there to the airlock. But and, it's a And then escort short. it across the same way you would. The, okay, all right, we'll see. All right, so you guys are making a bunch of uh, preparations for stuff you're going to take with you. We're also, but we're also going to have to um, probably take apart the ship um, to fix the Firefly ship. Yeah, well, I mean, any kind of like spare parts that we have, we should get all that ready to move as quickly as possible. Okay. And this will be good because we can leave it big question marks. We'll just say, yeah, you guys brought a whole bunch of stuff. Um, as a matter of fact, in the shared player notes, you can write, um, you know, the remainder of the food and brain water, medical supplies, repair stuff, um, tools, weapons. Um, however comprehensive you can make that list will make it possible for us in the future to say, well, yeah, you did bring that analyzer or whatever, okay? If, we're, if we have to repair the ship, what we could do is also, like, two or one of us could also unload that one thing of food and then re take it back to the ship and take more from the dispenser. Well, you won't need to take it from the dispenser. You'll have the entire stash. And we're sure Mink ship just didn't run out of fuel. Yeah, we should any kind of fuel that we can take. I don't know if you can siphon fuel from one ship to another. We'll have to find out when we get there. But I'm starting to feel like uh, the next round we will arrive at the Firefly ship. That's what I'm feeling like. I think okay. one way we could do the fuel is we can just get a cup put a lid on it and <laughs> do one cup at a time. Yeah, that'd do it. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. Is it solid fuel? Is it liquid fuel? Is it... Now, you as an engineer would know it's hydrogen. These ships run, these uh, reactors so run it's on gas. hydrogen. Hmm? So it's a gas. Um, I guess so. I know that some ships in this universe, you don't have one, but some ships you can skim a gas giant planet, um, or water for that matter, um, and there's a fuel processor on board that can actually remove the hydrogen from the oxygen or whatever, discard what you don't need, and now you've got a fresh tank of fuel. Mm -hmm. um, I will say the Anik Nova does have that, um, but the Firefly does not. Okay. So, and this ship that you're flying now does not. Um, not all ships can collect their own fuel. But we've got 20 seconds left until the pop, so um, unless there's any final matters, I say we call it here. We'll get the snacks and drinks, and we will arrive at the Firefly ship, and I've got a whole presentation ready for that. All right. All right, so we'll break it there. I've got some technical difficulties I've got to attend to. So, yes, I made some cold brew from the black strap from... Uh, Groundworks coffee. Whoa! No, I should have brewed that instead of cold brew. Um, but it should balance out nicely with the cowboy cookies from Albertsons. How's your uh, milk, guys? Good. Okay.
So you had the chocolate fudge syrup in your milk and you had toffee nut. Alrighty. So, we are going to drop out of jump. Everybody take a moment to imagine the sound effect of dropping out of jump. Mm -hmm. There it is. We are now out of jump. We are in Brindle. Um, fine. You've set course for, fire, for the Firefly, where you believe it to be. In fact, you did a long-range scan and found it. Why not? Do I take a roll for that? Oh. For the jumps, we didn't take any rolls. That's fine. You've got enough points for the day. <laughs> so, we need to talk about the Firefly. Let's just say, fine, you arrived at the Firefly, even. Just so we got a nice clear picture in our mind, there is the ship you have approached. Mm -hmm. um, now, if we can agree that you are at the Firefly, then now you're concerned that Dulos could show up any moment while you are trying to deal with the Firefly. So, you guys have arrived at the Firefly. We can say all six of you are on the bridge, counting Poxo and Hewlett. What is your first concern? So, we're, we want to know, I guess, are there Dulo ships around? What condition is the Firefly in? And how do we get away? Okay. Well... I mean, uh, again, Vlad had already given some fears. Maybe I should have put that in a previously on. But his concern was that Dulos could arrive any minute while you guys are at the Firefly ship. Um, and you guys have reason to believe that it's the uh, Dulos ship that is mm -hmm. the problem, being tracked. We could just unload everything as quickly as possible. Send the Dulos ship. To just fly away on its own. Hewlett says he would be happy to fly the ship away to a safe distance. And his view is he ain't leaving this ship. He's got enough to answer for with Dulos. He's not going to leave this ship. So, I mean, if you guys all just want to get off the ship, Hewlett will take it to a safe distance. I think we should stun him. I mean, I'm going to stun him. So you're, what you're saying is we could stun him put him on the ship, fly him away, and then he can't, you know, alert anybody until he's unstunned. And then maybe, at, but we should also probably, like, blow up the black box or something. Well, again, that's a that's more integrated up. part of the ship. You'd have to, like, yeah, that's blowing blow up the engine room or something. I, I don't know. Well, we could put, like, a very tiny piece of C4. Although the point of a black box is supposed to be able to, that it can be recovered, so... It like survive crashes and everything. Yeah. So, I, I'm just saying, as far as me saying it's not detachable, well, that's not the point of a black box. Surely it would be detachable. Yeah. Maybe we could get a creative role to where you could cut it loose and take it with you, or throw it off into space. What if, yeah, what if we detach it, put C4 on it, throw it out the airlock, Blow it safe up. distance, blow it up. Let's put five bricks on it. Well, you're run out sooner or later. 
Yeah. You know what? I like that one. Why don't we say we're just gonna just gonna cruise through some things? Fine. You got it out. Mm-hmm. You guys managed to chuck it out an airlock and blow it up. We won't deal with all the details of how all that happened. We're just gonna breeze through this. Okay. So, okay, that's taken care of. Now, do we want to say that as you guys approached Firefly, it's like we're watching the screens, Hewlett says, oh, there it is. <laughs> and then he falls over <laughs> because somebody was ready to stun stick him. Yeah, I think so. All right, and so you guys, where do you put his uh, breathing body? I think we put him in the fresher. <laughs> in the fresher. All right, laying on the floor. Yeah. I hope Poxo's been keeping the fresher floor. <laughs> so, all right, he's laying on we the floor in the fresher. We fresh should flood the um, fresher. <laughs> so, um, I want to get to this firefly. All right. So, you guys suited up in your vac suits. You got um, Poxo into a vac suit. Um, somebody may have to stun stick him to get him to walk out of an airlock. I just don't know if he'd step out into huge space. I think I should go to the Firefly first and try to make sure it's, like, check all the engines, check everything, while everybody else moves the equipment. Okay, you know you're taking a big chance of Dilo showing up, yeah. but you're going to try, all right. Because I, mean, this... I think I'll go first. Yes. You guys start unloading immediately, and then we'll... Oh, okay. So they're bringing it from the ship to the other ship. While I'm trying to fix this. All right. So, by the way, your airlock ramp opens here. This is where you're going to be loading stuff, okay? On the side of the ship, you see one word painted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for everybody. So, Starfarer. We are now going to um, go to the... Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Well, everybody would at least be seeing the cargo bay. So, fine. We'll cover that. So, everybody go to the main Dulos page, and you will see there is actually a link there that says the Starfarer. And click on entrance. So the first thing that you would notice is how dirty everything is, how used everything is. This place makes the Millennium Falcon look like a nice hotel. (laughs) Um, Look at the second picture. You can see Captain Mal standing in front of two doors that slide open with a control pedestal behind him. Mm-hmm. The next picture shows what it's like behind those sliding doors in the airlock. Now, those red lights is the ramp that would lower down, but he's opening the door in the middle, which you can see in the next pictures, Zoe is opening the door in the middle. That is going to be your standard airlock most of the time, is uh, entering and exiting through that door. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and we will say that you managed to make it through that airlock with no problem whatsoever. Okay? Sure. Now, if everybody's got that soaked up... It's a good thing we have Poxo. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> the entrance opens into the cargo bay. So hit back and click on cargo bay. 
And this cargo bay is huge, and there are some various views of it, so you can get an idea of what this cargo bay is like. And look, it has its own mule. Don't look as nice as yours, though, that's for sure. So, um, let's see here. We might as well... No, let's leave it at that for now. Let's leave it at that for now, until everybody is completely aboard this ship. We are going to go back to dealing with Bardak, who made his way to the engine room. Now, we're not going to cover all of those pictures yet. We are going to first let you know what the problems in the engine room are. Let's see. Okay. Bardak. Mm -hmm. As you look around in engineering, and the things you saw along the way, um, there are certainly hundreds of little things that need to be done. But it doesn't take you long to suss out um, the main problem is that the um, power plant has needed maintenance, maybe even a full rebuild, a long time ago. Right now, you have available power uh, once you turn it on, 74% available power. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, plus or minus two, you hope. Three tops. Okay. All right, so your power plant will only work at 74% efficiency, plus or minus two, three tops. So. Um, there is also a handwritten page that has the following information that you will look at on the Hangouts. Okay. So, um, yes, you have a master switch. You can turn on the power plant, try to power the ship up if you want. I've given you all the information you need to make that decision. What would you like to do now? Do these numbers? What do these numbers mean? Yeah. Can I use my How many of them engineering are skill to try to make sense of this? Intelligence or just engineering? You can use intelligence. Okay, <clears throat> 11. That's the power draws for all the various relays that are here. You've got an array of relays in front of you, switches, that you can turn on and off, and they are labeled maneuver drive, jump drive, environmental and life support, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And these are obviously the power draws. Mm -hmm. So if you have 74, and those are the draws for the various systems, dot, dot, dot. What does a vehicle monitoring system mean? Okay. The vehicle monitoring system, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt that the engineer would be able to suss out. Um, it is a network of basic sensors all over the ship, tied into a computer on the bridge. It monitors temperature, pressure, power, light, etc. in every compartment. Mm -hmm. So if there's a fire somewhere, the VMS will know about it. Okay. If you have a sudden loss of pressure, etc., etc., it is what makes it possible for you to be able to say we have a power failure in the cargo deck or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Are there any guns on this ship? You haven't got that far yet. You're still carrying the stuff across. He's in engineering looking at this stuff. Okay. So, we can use... We can use the maneuver drive and everything but the jump drive and still be pretty good. So I think what we should do is... Turn the power plant on or not? Yeah, I want to turn the, everything on but the jump drive. Alright, and what total is that going to give you? Let's see... 40... 50... 60... 65. Okay. So, do you want to flip the switch that turns on the power plant? Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess so. I have a feeling it's going to blow up the ship. Well, right now, everything's working. You're doing all your work with flashlights. Yeah. So, well, we don't need the maneuver drive yet, I suppose. Or the external sensors. It might be nice to have external sensors if we need them. I think we should certainly... Let's turn on the power for upper deck, lower deck, cargo bay, and environmental and life support. Well, right now you can see all the switches. All the relays are open. All the switches are turned on on oh. the power plant. Well, I want to turn off maneuver drive, jump drive, external sensors, navigation comms. And, and then turn on the other stuff. All right, whatever you're turning on, total it up and post it to the I don't care which hangout. So 12, 23. 23. Okay. So, um, I had a great sound effect for the power plant. <laughs> coming online, and for the ambient ship sounds, and now we're just going to have to use our imaginations. But here's how I can describe the sound, is that, um, wow, you hear metal rattling, you hear clanking, there was even sort of a shudder that went through the ship as it powered on. It doesn't sound like anything is going to blow up or anything, but it certainly doesn't sound healthy. Mm -hmm. This ship clearly needs lots of work. So you get that power plant on, and you've got green lights on all of those relays. Mm -hmm. And aside from the fact that this ship doesn't sound healthy, you can report to everybody that you have power for the moment. Okay. So um, shall we say that this is how long it took them to bring the stuff across? That makes sense to me. Sure. And so, yeah, now you'd be able to turn on the gravity in the cargo bay. Um, once you get all the stuff aboard. Mm -hmm. um, now, uh, who has the master list of what you're bringing up? It should be on the shared player notes. Bardak's going to have his hands full. Somebody else go to the shared player notes and let's write down what you brought across. Oh, I, I already wrote it down. Um, did you put down those things that Vlad was saying about reach trucks and mules and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Are you really bringing your <coughs> mule? Why not? Okay. All right. So, fine. If that list is complete... Am I missing anything? I think before we... We should do some repairs and look around the ship. 
Oh, we will. But um, right now, you still got this problem of a doulas ship parked right outside the Firefly ship. Yeah. Are you guys ready to enact that part of the plan? I think we've. Yeah. Do we need any parts from there so we can do any repairs? Okay. Now, you said the list was complete. Somebody had said you were going to be bringing repair supplies, spare parts. That yeah. Okay. okay. Oh yeah, there's spare parts here. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, we can send that ship over there. All right. Let's get rid of it. All right, so without too much fanfare, we will say that... Well, can we take the life buoy, too, with us? I suppose. Okay. As long as somebody adds it to the list. Do we not have one on the ship? Well, it'd be a nice ship. Oh, I guess he used it. It was yeah. his, yeah. All right. Oh, no I was thinking of it more as an escape pod. That's easier to spell. Or... Is that how you spell buoy? Life buoy. Yeah. Right. U-O-Y. Okay. <laughs> um, is there a red line beneath it? No. If not, you're good. <laughs> um, okay. That ship is sailing off, and I would think you guys would be standing there taking one last look at the place that where this all started. It's been your home for like two months, etc. And I'll just uh, drive the point home. That's going to be the last time you guys ever see the Dulos ship. That's going to be the last time you ever heard those sound effects, for that matter. Which yeah, is why it was so disappointing we didn't have the drop out of jump. <laughs> All right, so we've got three and a half minutes left on the clock. Um, yes, you guys would certainly be exploring this ship. So... As you wander to, this is the next thing you come to. There is this huge common area. You've got a table in the center of it. You've got a little kitchenette area. You've got a little chill-out place attached to it. Um, those lockers have dish dishes and food. You can see pans hanging on the wall. There is the little stove area there. Um, and, uh, oh, I see toward the bottom, there's even a view of that little chill-out area that's attached to the common area. And then, yes, there's the unusual steps that lead up to the corridor. So, there is the common area. Um, nearby the common area is the infirmary. And it looks like a very nice, modern infirmary with all the mod cons. And yes, the third picture down is more like what your infirmary is looking like at the moment. Pretty trashed. Um, and as you can see, and, well, in the last picture, you can see that there's a little viewing area attached to the infirmary. They're all looking through the window into the infirmary, okay? And then the one above that, you can see there's a little place where they've managed to lay a second patient when the need arose. So, everybody got a good look at the infirmary there? Looks like a dentist office. Yeah. Oh. Um, there are... Um, I think it's four of them. Uh, passenger cabins. So if you guys stick with this ship, you will be able to take passengers. And there they are. Now, in the first... 
picture, you can see River walking away from where the guest cabins are, the passenger cabins, okay? Mm-hmm. And you can see in the second picture, that's what one of the doors to the crew cabin or to the passenger cabin looks like. Um, and then in the following pictures, I did the best I could getting those very dark pictures of what the inside of a crew cabin is like. It's pretty small. And then the very last picture is somebody's computer ver- uh, computer rendition of it. And we will see more when we get back from the next bio break. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, and I forgot to mention, um, this ship smells damp and kind of mildewy. And it's loud. This is not the high-tech Dulos ship where everything is this soft purr little whisper from the vents. No, this is like being on an airplane. You have to raise your voice to speak to one another, okay? So after the passenger cabins, you will end up at the crew quarters, and I I expect people will be uh, laying their claim to which quarters is theirs. Um, Unfortunately, this is the one that I have the absolute fewest pictures all right, as you can, okay, look at the first one. Far left, you can see that one of the quarters doors is open. The wall kicks out, and then you go down a ladder. So that whole hallway in the first picture are the crew quarters. In the second picture, you can see Mal is using his foot to open his crew quarter door. And then he will go down that ladder into that room that I only have one not very good picture of. So you can see that the crew quarters are much larger, okay? But yes, there's the this hallway, and then if you go back up to the first picture and look at Kaylee's door, you can see the ladder runs and you go down into your quarters. And also in that first picture, you can just barely make out two of the other doors. Um, I see one at the end on the left side, and then one in the middle on the right side. So there's how crew quarters works. Um, And you've made it this far. No, there's no signs of any weapons on board this ship. You guys didn't steal the Dulos weapons, did you? You just brought your own? No, I thought we took all the weapons, all the C4, everything. Oh, so if they don't come after you for escaping, they'll come after you for stealing their stuff. I get it. Okay. (laughs) So. But uh, what's his name? Hewlett said they've invested too much. Yep. That, that were property, so yeah, if we're property, we might as well take all their property. We <laughs> oh, okay. No, they're not gonna change their mind over an auto pistol or something. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> now the engine room is the thing I have the least number of pictures of, but um, there's a computer rendering somebody's idea of it in the first picture. And then the second picture, yeah, that's what it looks like. Cables, patches everywhere. It is a big mess. And I thought I took out the third picture, but yeah, Kaylee always sleeps in the engine room instead of her quarters. She uh, has herself a hammock and she hangs out in the engine room. We will say that, yes, fine, there is a hammock there if anybody chooses to use it. But that middle picture especially is what this engine room looks like. It is a big mess and everything has been patched, bypassed, Etc. Okay? And then that brings us to the bridge. Bridge. And there it is. 
There are two consoles, pilot and co-pilot, but so far as you can see, they're, they are identical, just mirrors of each other, okay? You can do anything from both stations. And then I included some pictures beneath about what kind, what these control panels look like, what the screens look like. We are talking old school tech, old school tech, and rust, and dust, and man, look at that very last picture. I mean, that is how horrible this place looks. Everybody got a good look at the bridge then. Oh yes, go back up to the first picture on the bridge. And notice the huge window that you can see that star out mm -hmm. of. There are big, big windows on this bridge. Oh, and how about that picture at the top of the Starfarer page? Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah. Now that's the Firefly ship on the right. Does everybody see the little person in the center of the picture? Mm -hmm. yeah. Looking out across the scenery. I love this picture. I think that he flew this ship here and landed, and he just stepped out to stretch his legs and get some fresh air and see all of this scenery. And then he'll hop back in his ship, break Atmo, and go to another planet. So, everybody, there is your picture tour of the Firefly ship, the Starfarer. Um, and we will be getting more detailed information, possibly in the sequel campaign, if you guys decide to keep this ship. But... You guys have gotten aboard the Starfarer. The Dulos is gone. What time is it? 12.23. Because there's one more thing that could happen. But I don't know if we want to do it or not. Um, what is your plan now? The, the Firefly is working. I what do you want to do? I think that we should try to fix it and put guns all over. Oh, it's fixed enough for now. Oh, I know, but like it later... Make it nicer. All right. Well, let's talk about he, it right he now. He didn't. He didn't turn on the engines. He turned on the power. He turned on the power. Oh. He is going to be a guy down there in the engine room, unless somebody else takes the job, um, working in concert with somebody on the bridge, because you're going to have to be monitoring that power. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. because it will fluctuate. As I said, it's already a plus or minus two, three tops, and you know. <clears throat> so, um, but okay, the Dulos ship has cruised off into the sunset. You guys now have a Firefly-class far trader. I said it without stumbling on it. What are you going to do now? I think get we should of get out of Felbrook. I think first we should, um, I don't know. Where where is the Felbrick set? Um, but without the jump drive working, it works. We can use jump drive. Well, I thought that was one you turned off. It is, but that's <laughs> that's the biggest drain. But the thing that's the thing is, I don't think we need them all at once. So we don't need the maneuver drive and the jump drive at the same time, right? We don't need. Navigation, comms, and the jump. Once we're in jump, we don't need navigation and comms. Right. And let's clear something up, because I've never really gotten into it. Um, going into jump space is a one-time energy use. You use this massive amount of energy to put you into this other dimension or whatever. You're in there for a week or so, and then you fall out. So no, the maneuver drives do not 
run during the jump. Yeah, so we could we could cut we can run everything excluding the jump drive and still be under set. I mean it's like sixty five. Okay. And then we can just turn off like everything but life support to turn on the jump drive and that's also that's fifty four, so so is um, is it time to jump to exit the the uh, Felbrig subsector? I think we should. I think we should get out. Oh, you had a question, actually. Oh, where where is the Felbrig sec- subsector on the map? On this map, it's going to be some way, somewhere down here, um, probably much further down there. Um, all you know is that Trojan Reach is north. West, if we impose cardinal di- directions on those maps, so, you're not setting a course for the Trojan Reach. Yeah. It will take you months to get there, but you could still head that direction. I think we should head that direction, and I think we should. Do we? Do we know? I guess we wouldn't know off the top of our heads, but. Could we look in the computer? Was there like a, a route that we could take where we could pick up jobs, do, you know, it's resupply? Dull. I am fully willing to say that there are lots of star maps on the Firefly computer system. Okay. Um, right now, I think we should settle with just picking the direction um, because. You guys are in a big hurry. You want to get out before Dulos gets here. So I think what you'd probably do is not plot a destination, but plot a direction. Okay. Let's go that way. Yeah. So you are Let's here. You can't pass through Brindle. So we're at Brindle. Oh, right. I'm sorry. You're at Brindle. Um, Stukimi's system is in your way to go that way, so I guess you would go directly west. So you guys want to make a jump? Out of the Felbrig subsector. Um, you obviously are in engineering monitoring the power plant. Who else is where? Who's going to be on the bridge? Probably me. Because I have plus three piloting, plus two astrogation. All right. And who might take the co pilot position? Station. Maybe the comms expert? I only have a plus one. Well, that's still... I have a plus two in engineering, though. I think we... I don't know if we should communicate anything. Yeah. I wonder if we should just do a a sensor suite. Oh, you mean for the jump. Okay, stand by, though. Um, Why? What do you have in engineering? Plus three. I have plus three, plus two mechanics. Okay, so you're definitely... Plus one astrogation, plus one piloting. So you should certainly be the guy in the engine room. And sounds like sure. That means you will be the one on the bridge, and well, I guess is the systems or the sensor person, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, how about you both just hang out at the co-pilot station and watch, okay? okay. While he's at the pilot station. Um, okay. So yes, as far as the roles, yeah, everything's all messed up now. I agree with you. It's not like you'd be broadcasting what you're about to do, but is that risky? I thought you said that that like there is a very low chance of that happening. Oh. Unless, well, we have sensors. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, and it's it's because you're in a system, Vlad, that um, you're the here where chance. people are. So there's an increased chance of bumping into somebody. 
So, okay, we'd have to do the sensors scan. Um, so fine, we'll say that happened and the path is clear. What else needs to be done? We're going to skip the comms part. Activated course. Okay, yes, you would lay in a course that's just a direction, essentially. Um, now, as far as the ship systems check, about all you can do is ask Bardak if we're all green down in engineering, and he would say yes. Um, but before he can make the jump, you need to do some power rerouting. Yeah. Should I take any engineering marks for what? Happened? We're not going to take any more marks today. Okay. You guys got a bunch on your one week. So. Okay. So what I think we should do then is... Should I just go ahead and share that list to everybody? Well, I, I have put in shared notes. Oh, did you? Okay. I'm going to... So we only turned on environment... So I need to turn on sensors and navigation. And uh, and then once those are done, I'm going to turn off sensors, and I'm going to... I think I still have enough to turn on the jump drive then. Do we need to maneuver at all to get into position? Hmm, let's just say no. Um, geez, we also didn't deal with you exiting the system. So we'll hand wave it and say, yeah, it took you an hour or so to get out of the system, and now you're prepared for jump. Okay. So um, I need a number from you. You tell me, or you add it up once you shut things down. 54. Do I need navigation to jump? Yeah. Okay. So then I'm going to turn off the vehicle monitoring system shortly, for oh, a short really? time. And you think I'm that's safe? Well, only for a few minutes. What if a fire breaks out as soon as you engage the uh, jump drive? You have no alarm that's going to tell you that a fire burst out. But it, it only takes a minute, right? Then I can turn off the jump drive. Okay. You're still going to have to, oh, and then switch on the monitoring system and hope that it catches up? If, right. if we do jump drive, environmental, life support, external sensors, vehicle monitoring system, navigation, upper deck, lower deck, and cargo bay... We it would be at 70, I think. I'm just trying to give us some breathing room. Yeah. Especially with that plus or minus two, three tops. Well, we don't need sensors. We'll do this, the sweep. So then we have 54. And then navigation would be 59. And then we would just need upper deck power, that'd be 60. Okay. I mean, we could leave the vehicle monitoring system on for 68. Okay. And then we'll shut off the jump drive. Okay. So it sounds like we're good to go. We're ready to jump. Mm -hmm. um, and I have no sound effect. So that's a bummer, and we don't need any rolls. But, um... But, um... Um, yeah, we don't need any rolls. We don't have any sound effects. All right, we're all, we're all going to do a three, two, one, jump. And we're all going to do it together. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, jump. All right, you guys have just entered jump space, leaving the Felbrig subsector. And before we go any further, 
I want to first say thank you, every single one of you, that we have finished this story in 20 sessions. I appreciate every one of your inputs. And I say again, I want us to have a get-together. We're going to have ourselves a little cast and crew party. That's what I say. Because we have done something mighty here. And I'm very pleased. Don't close that yet. We ain't done. We ain't done. <laughs> just before we do anything else, I wanted to thank all of you because we have just hit the end of this story. And as we end here, we are going to do a time jump to get ahead a little bit. It has now been one year since you left the Felbrig subsector. You guys are on the bridge of your ship. You've had many adventures in the last year, and one day we're going to tell those stories. Um, but we, it's going to be a decision of, do you want to know what happens next, or do you want to know what happened four or five months ago? I can tell you this, Poxo is no longer with you. But we don't know what happened to Poxo yet. I'm not going to answer any questions about, is he alive, is he dead, nothing. It's just one year later, you guys do not have Poxo with you anymore. Did you clean the ship before? He <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it is now one year later. The next session we have will be taking place one year later. Now, here's how we're going to resolve some problems. Number one, your Dulos character can have all the equipment and money from your Traveler character. Okay. So you guys are going to want to, at some point before the next session, look into your Traveler characters and figure out what you're going to take. Now, just wait. Don't go looking yet. You're also going to get at least some of the skills from your Traveler characters. Okay? Because think about it. In the last year, you guys have learned a lot. In the last year, you guys have leveled up your skills a lot, right? And learned new skills. So you're going to get to bring over at least a couple of your Traveler skills. Okay? Also, I figured that over the last year, you guys probably would not be using your Dulos names. You surely came up with aliases to, to travel under, to do business under. Those can be your traveler names. So what's your traveler name? Butterbeard? Or no, that's you. What's your traveler name? My name is, I think, Butterbeard Randlock. Okay, so that is the alias that you've been using for the last year. Okay. Ronan Van Dyke. Van Dyke, that's the alias you've been using for the last year. Now, if you want to come up with a new alias and use that instead, that's fine. But this is how <laughs> I've figured out how to merge Dulos and Traveler, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and all of this will be finalized in the sequel campaign, which will come someday, and hopefully not very long from now. But I can tell you guys... It's easily going to be after the first of the year before I start up something new. And really, I'm shooting for more like the spring. Okay? Now, you guys are going to have a huge decision to make. You have this Firefly ship, but you could also have the Anik Nova instead. What we would do is we would say that it was the four of you that did the job that got you stranded on the, the Anik Nova. In, uh, instead of those four Traveler characters, it was the four of you. At some point in the last year, you took a job to help go investigate this ship, and you ended up trapped on it with, as I recall, the professor and the camera guy, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, here are your options. Uh, hang on, I'm getting way ahead of my notes. If you want the Anik Nova, we will work out that it was the four of you who took the job and won't have to change much. If you want the Starfarer, that won't require any change at all. Now... 
We are not deciding this today, but I want you. I want to let you know how big the decision is. An Anacnova campaign. If we say that you got, if you guys say that you want the Anacnova, then it is going to be an ongoing mystery. The ship that seems to have a mind of its own, and since you can't control it, at least not yet, you will be able to eventually. You will be taken to adventures, and the game will be very story-driven, like Dulos has been. Okay. And it will be, uh, I will use a mix of the more unusual modules. Um, Anacnova was a module. It was a pre-written adventure. I downloaded it. I ran it here at the table. You guys remember how many times I said, I don't know, I didn't write this. I don't have those answers. So if we do Anacnova, then I'll use some of those more unusual modules, like investigating a f drifting ship, um, as well as some of my own stories that I'm dying to tell. Now, if you choose to stay with the Starfarer, the Starfarer campaign will be exploring a usually mapped area. You'll have a map, you'll go like this, you'll go from system to system, buying, selling, trading, trying to keep alive, trying to keep fuel in your tank, that sort of thing. Um, but yes, there will be a lot more dice rolling with stories as a secondary thing, okay? Um, they, I will probably use modules that are shorter adventures with more straightforward freelance jobs. Go rescue this person, or take this cargo job. Or it'll be standard basic stuff, whereas the Anacnova will be more stories of mystery and that sort of thing. Um, and by the way, that's the traveler fun that people have been having for 40 years. We, Starfarers would be more traveler, Anacnova would be more like a sequel to Dulos. Now, this ship is certainly falling apart, and it's probably stolen, so it will certainly be the center of some stories of its own. So, who, at this point, is your character? Bardak, are you a mass murderer? No, I'm an engineer. I'm a firefly. <laughs> and, and the why is because... That's who you choose to be, right? Mm -hmm. So, Dulos has controlled you your entire known existence. You now have freedom. And whatever comes next, Anik Nova or Starfarer, you're now completely free. So when the sequel begins, I would ask that you all use that freedom. Be that person you want to be. Um, we did get our last bio break, and it is a reminder, and it is 10 till 1, so it seems like this is a great place to, to um, end it. You guys need to be thinking about Anik Nova versus Starfarer. Um, that's about it. Give yourselves and everybody a hand. 20 sessions. Jump on in, vlog away, and there you go. Every one of you is awesome. I love you all, and I can't wait to see what we're going to do next.